I'm James Day, and this is Focus on Pocus, a podcast about current topics in point-of-care ultrasound. Today's esteemed guest, Mr. Sadula, is broadcasting with us from the UK and is actively involved among many projects with ultrasound-guided procedures in MSK, going so far as opening a specialized clinic for these procedures and also the first stem cell service in the UK. Mr. Sadula has specialized in muscle skeletal medicine for the last 20 years. He holds a diploma in orthopedic medicine and injection therapy. He has a postgraduate certificate in muscle skeletal ultrasound from Canterbury Christ Church University. His specialist interest is advanced ultrasound-guided muscle skeletal interventions and ultrasound-guided spinal injections. Mr. Sadula is the first physiotherapist from the UK to obtain a visiting fellowship at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mr. Sadula worked in collaboration with Sonoskills as a course director for an online e-learning MSK ultrasound-guided injection masterclass and is a consultant physiotherapist in diagnostic and interventional muscle skeletal ultrasound at the Midway Maritime Hospital. He is also a program director for MSK Ultrasound and MSK Medicine and the founder and director of Kent Muscle Skeletal Clinic. Kent is a private clinic offering highly specialized ultrasound-guided injection services. Most recently, Mr. Sadula has been appointed as head of education at Life Plus Stem Cells, the first stem cell service in the UK to provide clinicians with quantifiable, quality-assured stem cells to be prescribed as medicine for a wide range of medical conditions. Sireas, I taught POCUS for six years at the Simulation <laughs> Center at Thomas Jefferson Hospital, which is here in Philadelphia. I'm about 15 miles from it right now as we speak. So we are institutional colleagues. Brilliant. Good to know that, James. That's, that's, that really stuck out to me that you had went to Thomas Jefferson and, and did that. Yeah, Lev Nazarian was kind enough to offer me um, uh, some time to spend with him and interact with uh, him and his colleagues to share experience and knowledge. It was a brilliant time. Now, wait a minute. Did you do that with Dr. Uh, Needleman? Um, no, it was uh, Lev um, Nazarian, Dr. Nazarian. Oh, oh, okay. Absolutely. Yes, yes. I know who you're talking about. Wow. Sorry about that long uh, as, you know, profile you had to go through. <laughs> well, listen, it was like a novel. I, I probably should have edited it down, but there was so much cool stuff I didn't want to. So let's just open Man. it up with Sonoskills and their uh, muscle skeletal mission and your role in that. Sure. Um, I've been associated with the Sonoskills for the last uh, three years or so. Uh, uh closely work with um, Mark Schmitz uh, and other guys at Sonos Skills. Mark approached me three years ago to build up a program on uh, ultrasound-guided uh, MSK procedures. So that's how the journey started. Um, it was, uh, we met in uh, Eindhoven and we put together um, a basic introductory course for the ultrasound-guided injections. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, that's how the journey started. It was a, um, and a lot of work to put together the content for the course. It, uh, it is a blended course. It's one of the kinds at the time. Mm-hmm. So where you, you, the clinicians will have um, the online um, theory of these techniques, the procedures, 
Um, once they go through those techniques on online content, they will come and spend a time with us on a workshop, the weekend workshop, which uh, we were going to run across the globe. Uh, that was pre-COVID times. Um, so it, it, so that's uh, my association with Asuna Skills, and uh, we are looking forward to developing furthermore into advanced uh, musculoskeletal procedure workshops and uh, e-learning platforms. You know, I think muscle skeletal is probably one of the most challenging things to learn and to teach, uh, especially with the anatomy. So, you know, I know that stateside, many, many medical schools are now using anatomists rather than sonographers because it's easier to teach POCA skills than MSK anatomy. So what is your experience with this training education of MSK? I mean, uh, my background, if you see, I, uh, I qualified as a physiotherapist or physical therapist back home in India. Uh, I came to UK back in 2001 to pursue the post-graduation studies. And in UK, we are lucky enough, um, fortunate enough that um, the, as a physiotherapist, uh, the, uh, you can open up the skill set and the scope of practice. As part of that, uh, you know, we are allowed to take up the ultrasound, MSK ultrasound, integrate that into our clinical practice. So I started using MSK ultrasound back in 2008-2009. It was a difficult time because um, firstly, getting a mentor or a supervisor who could teach you was difficult. And then also they had a sort of a narrow view on, oh, you are a physical therapist. Why do you want to use ultrasound? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so those were the challenges at the time. Um, and then luckily at that point of time in UK, we had a couple of good physiotherapists who were um, very well established in uh, ultrasound, MSK ultrasound. They opened up the courses, weekend courses for the clinician, especially for the physiotherapist and other allied health professions to come and do a um, uh, tester sessions over a weekend. So if we go there and you have ultrasound scanners, we have models and we practice anatomy. We practice the shoulder anatomy, knee anatomy, foot and ankle anatomy. So that's how we kind of got the taster of, uh, with the MSK ultrasound. Uh, what happened was when that mm-hmm. I brought that into my clinical, clinical practice, it opened a, a, quite a bit of a, a overwhelming uh, feeling because, you know, I, I can assess physically the patient and then then I can correlate that with the ultrasound while scanning the patient. And then the important thing also, the most fascinating about thing is the patients can get the feedback instantly while I'm examining, while I'm doing these scans using the dynamic examination. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was was a no-go. It was like everybody were happy as a clinician. I can pinpoint and then explain what their problem was as a patient. They can see a, what kind of a damage um, or the sort of, you know, no damage on the tissues that give them a reassurance they can get back on a rehabilitation. So that's how the, the ultrasound journey started. Uh, and then after that, and then you have the higher education programs in UK where the universities offer a postgraduate certificate for the clinicians who wanted to learn more formally. So it's very... Um, 
uh, academically challenging thorough programs where you have to do a certain number of scans to get through the uh, your competencies. You have yes. to do a workplace ass- assessments in in here in UK where you have to spend uh, within the radiology setup or within a musculoskeletal setting where you scan on your own certain hundred scans and then you scan with your supervisor. You have to um, do a auditing on your reporting. So it's a very, very thorough training to equip you with as a competent sonographer by end of the program. Right. So how important is it for diagnostic uh, MSK ultrasound skills, you know, when it comes to starting to do interventions? And by interventions and procedures, you mean like nerve blocks and this sort of thing? Yeah. I mean, the MSK interventions goes from simple injection into the soft tissue like a bursa or into the joints all the way to the you know, nerve blocks when you're performing bigger procedures. Um, And then uh, how I see this, if you are putting a needle into a body and then if you're not able to appreciate the tissue, whether that you're seeing a tissue is a normal tissue or abnormal tissue, that's where the problem arises. You may be thinking that you are going into a, another fluid collection like a effusion within the joint or Mm -hmm. surrounded by the joint but you could be easily in a kind of a say malignancy or some kind of a tumor surrounded by the joint unless until as a clinician as a diagnostic clinician if you're not able to differentiate what is a normal tissue what is an abnormal tissue um, and then in my feeling that's my uh, personal feeling that it is not um, safe enough for the individuals or the clinicians to practice that uh, without getting that diagnostic quality before they go on to the procedures. Right. Yeah, I can see where that is part of the long-term training. So they do like, I guess, do the, is there a magic number or just when you feel they're ready? And and how do you like sort of uh, begin to say, you know, are you ready for a credential or what is that process in the UK? How does that work? I mean, we have very um, rigorous process to people who goes through this learning or education at the higher institute. So they go on to the, for example, Canterbury Christchurch. I teach over there. Mm-hmm. So the students come in. They have a two blocks of um, scanning techniques going through different joints. We teach them all the normal scanning routine and the physics of ultrasound. Right. And then they go back to their placements, work placements. That's where they, they learn the skill, actually. You have a mentor, designated mentor, that could be a radiologist in the department, that could be a, a consultant or um, MSK sonographers who has got a wealth of experience, knowledge, and they work under them and they scan, they give them a, a clinical tips on how to identify, visualize the scan, how to differentiate, and then they go through the different stages of the conditions. So they do about 150 scans supervised, directly supervised by the the mentor, and then they go away and then do another 100 scans. So at the moment in UK, the legal requirement is about 250 scans uh, the individual clinicians need to do before they signed off by their uh, mentor. Oh, I see. So that's when that's when they get get a sign off from their mentor, but they also do have to do the academic work related to the university to get the overall um, uh, post-graduation uh, certificate qualification. 
So I see. So the the mentor sort of gives them a certificate or just the hospital or is there a external body? I'm just wondering how it works. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the mentor kind of passes you from the clinical prospect to side, clinical, uh, clinical okay. hours, and then you are com- competent to do, able to scan. And I then see. the higher education un- universities like Canterbury Christchurch give them a certificate from the university point of view saying they have gone through a program, they have ah. done their uh, number of scans, and they will be they'll be given a certification as a postgraduate certificate or a postgraduate diploma from the university. So that is your uh, um, legal document to go and practice as a sonographer. Okay, I see. So, you know, you know, one other thing that fascinates me, I want to hear more about what's going on in the United Kingdom is uh, how, what are the different professions that are adopting the muscle skeletal ultrasound within their clinical specialty or their practice? This is very interesting, you should ask. I mean, you know, I've been in ultrasound for the last 10 years or plus, uh-huh. and then I've been teaching for the last uh, few years, and then the 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 people, the, the different specialties adapting MSK ultrasound in the clinical practices, you know, growing day by day, I should say. Initially, it was solely owned by, I should say, from the radiologist, you know, and then the sonographers who work in a radiology. Right. Okay. And then that slowly come because of the, you could say the nature of the England, the UK healthcare system being a, a public health and then the demand on the public health and then the pressures on the public health opened up that to the other healthcare professionals, including orthopedic surgeons, mm-hmm. rheumatologists, general practitioners, sports and exercise medicine physicians. Uh, and then allied health professions such as physiotherapists, podiatrists, more recently the um, osteopaths also. Anybody who treats musculoskeletal patients within their clinical setup, they've seen how much role this ultrasound, diagnostic quality of the ultrasound plays in the patient pathway, patient care. Oh, I see. So like sports medicine and um, physiotherapy. Yeah. Okay. And general practitioner, rheumatologist, yes. you know, who does the scans for the rheumatology. Um, and then orthopedic surgeon, orthopedic surgeons are predominantly wanted to offer the procedures instead of, you know, doing under a fluoro or x-ray guided in the theaters. They wanted to perform these procedures in a, a day case outpatient clinics. And then ultrasound is the best way of doing that. That is pretty fascinating that it's growing so much. Um... Yeah from sonographers and everybody and procedural and now artificial intelligence and everybody's got their hand in it. And it makes sense, especially in the context of a, of a public health system, healthcare system, sure. like it's especially in, in England and the UK. Yeah. The pressures on the waiting list and the demand. When yes. you have there. So it could, it could, the one single profession cannot cope with the uh, so-called in a wider range of clinicians can give their input and manage the patient in a better way. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, so now I say my last question, what I'm interested in to hear a lot about, and um, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty interesting that you guys are up to this. Tell us, uh, tell us about your work with the Life Plus stem cells. Can you speak to that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, I've been fortunate enough to get all these opportunities working at the forefront of these very innovative um, um, 
treatment options within the musculoskeletal and orthopedic world. Yes. Um, I was fortunate enough to be approached uh, I think a couple of weeks. I've been doing, I've been in the regenerative medicine for the last three years or so, predominantly doing, uh, using ultrasound, the role of ultrasound within the regenerative medicine in terms of delivering and in terms of assessing the musculoskeletal problems. So um, the Life Plus come to me uh, last, I think uh, it's been um, about 18 months or so. The, the Life Plus is the one organization in UK which has got um, clearance from uh, uh, UK health regulatory bodies, MHRA and uh, HTA. These are the highest uh, health um, regulatory bodies which given a license for a expanded, when I say expanded, it's a cultured stem cells from mm -hmm. both allergenic source, which is from the umbilical cord, and then autologous using patient's own fat. Mm -hmm. So we use patients' own fat uh, and then take this to the labs to culture them and then expand it to up to 25 to 30 million mesenchymal cells. And they'll be stored um, for the patients to be able to use it as and when for different clinical applications. My role with the Life Plus is I, I use ultrasound scan, especially when it comes to the regenerative medicine products, such as you can say stem cells or the... Um, macro uh, M fat, we call it microfragmented adipose tissue, or a bone marrow aspirate concentrated. All these products, or even PRP, but the regenerative medicine product works when it's delivered to the where the damaged tissue is. That could be a, you know intersubstance damage of the tendon, could be intraarticular joint. Mm -hmm. So the accuracy needs to be absolutely top notch, hundred percent, mm -hmm. and then. Ultrasound does provide that, uh, you know, when you when you wanted to deliver these to the complex structures, for example, distal biceps tendons or iliosoas tendon, or when you wanted to target a tiny intersubstance tear in a, a patella tendon. So ultrasound, that's where the you know the role of ultrasound comes in in the regenerative medicine. And most of the times, the orthopedic surgeon who are at the forefront of using these uh, regenerative medicine products, either they are using x-ray guidance to inject or sometimes you would not believe they inject by palpation not even in any image guidance just by palpating it, it, it mm -hmm. is normal practice but you do have there you do have the 10 to 20 percent of uh, um, chance that it may not be delivered to the area they wanted to they intend to get their relief or benefit from so that's where the ultrasound uh, kind of a plays a crucial role and then that now the most of the clinician who are into the regenerative medicine sees the value of ultrasound. So that's what my skill set being you able to use the ultrasound within this musculoskeletal and regenerative medicine. And I teach among the uh, for the uh, orthopedic surgeons for um, life plus stem cells. Wow, you certainly are on the cutting edge and actually the fringe of innovation of MSK with these uh, stem cells and the interventional procedures and the training. So it's I'm impressed. Uh, thank you, thank you, James. Yeah, it's unfortunate and fortunate, fortunate enough to be able to sort of uh, use the skill set knowledge, especially around uh, point of care ultrasound. It, it does change your uh, um, clinical practice, and then what benefit you can give it to the patient and that pathway. Uh, it's uh, it's it's again it's, it's changing day by day. The new technology, the level of scanners we are getting, the more hands-on. The probe, you know, hands-on probe scanner, then you don't need anything else, cordless scanners. It, right. it, is, it is changing rapidly. Yes, absolutely. 
And we're just living in an inspiring time here. Here we are talking to you across the pond and the engineers up in the mountains of Colorado. That's, that's amazing in itself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, Mr. Sedula, it was great having you on today's podcast. It's an honor. And uh, we thank you for all you do and what you're doing to increase patient safety. Thank you so much, James. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for making time for us to, tonight. I, I know it's about 7 p.m. over there in the U.K. So for the audience, don't forget for more POCUS-style topics, you can follow us on Facebook at POCUS Cert Academy and Twitter at POCUS Academy. All right. Thank you, Mr. Sadula, very much. Thank you, James. Thank you. Thank you.